It's podcasting time. I am Jonathan Isaacson, and this is Dispatches from Japan, a podcast, you know, mostly about Japan or Japanese-related things. Um, If you aren't already subscribed to the podcast, do it now. Go over to uh, whatever podcast platform you're using, probably Spotify or Apple Podcasts, maybe Amazon, I don't know. Uh, wherever it is, you can probably find this podcast if you're not. Well, you're listening to this podcast, so you, you wherever you are, subscribe. And uh, yeah, then you will see new episodes every time I upload them, and it'll pop up in your podcast feed. So listen. Okay, so today I am talking about something that is very near and dear to me, but it might be a little bit of a niche, uh, kind of a niche topic for other folks. Uh, but hopefully, I can make it somewhat interesting and informative, and you know, maybe at least I can make it short. You know, that's a not a guarantee. The way I I kind of ramble on about things, but we'll do our best, and uh, yeah, maybe we can make this informative for people who, you know want to come to Japan and ride their bicycles, because that's what we're talking about. Like I say, near and dear to my heart, I'm a cyclist. I love biking. Um, I ride my bike to work every day if it's not, the weather's not too bad. I mean, some days the weather is just not, you know, good for that. But anywho, so a while back, um, I came across an article talking about Japan being a country for people who love bikes. And it got me to thinking, is it really? Is Japan a place that is friendly to bicyclists? Is it a good place for people who want to come ride bikes? And I mean, sure, more people in Japan probably ride bikes than in the U.S., which is, you know, my home country. But, I mean, that's not a high bar to clear. I mean, you can basically, you know, bunny hop over that, um... I mean, the the U.S. is pretty bike-unfriendly, if we're being honest. Um, You know, but, yeah, Japan is better than the U.S. when it comes to bikes. But, you know, compare Japan to a place like Denmark, the Netherlands. You know, I've never been to either of those countries, but, you know, those are kind of the two countries that are held up as the gold standards for bicycle usage in everyday life. Um, I think part of that's because they're both pretty flat countries. So, you know, you know that you can commute very easily on a bicycle around your city. And either of those, you know, no matter what part of the country you're in, you're not going to have to do a lot of climbing. You know, that, so that makes bike, bikes much more, you know, convenient. Um, but yeah, like uh, from what I've seen online, you know, especially those countries, but a lot of Europe... Um, honestly looks a lot more bicycle friendly than Japan. But let's go ahead and take a look at bicycle culture here in Japan. What does it look like? So let's start off with the mamachari. Now, these are probably the most common bikes in Japan. Now these, you know, they have step through frames, um, which a lot of, you know, uh, Americans would consider, oh, these are the girls' frames or women's frames, which, I mean, that's, okay, that's, you know, you're, you're showing your age, boomer, if you say that. Um, 
Yeah, no, no, no. The, so step through frames, but that just makes them a lot more easy um, just to get on them. You know, you can, doesn't matter what you're wearing. You're wearing a suit, you're wearing a dress, you're wearing a skirt, you're wearing your school uniform, whatever you're wearing, you can get onto a Mamachari very easily. Um, and Mamachari almost always have baskets, at least in the front and often in the back as well. So you can carry home all of your shopping on your bike. Very simple. Um, or if you have a kid, you know, small kid, uh, you probably will have a child seat on the back. So, you know, pop the kid in, in their seat, take them to preschool or whatever, and then go home, right? Go shopping, put it in the basket in the front, and then you go home, you're good. So yeah, very convenient bikes. And, you know, there are parking areas at pretty much every train station in Japan, um, which is very useful for senior high school students and, you know, some junior high school students and a few elementary school kids um, who have to take the train to get to school. So all of this is to say that, sure, riding a bike to go shopping, to go to school is still quite common in Japan, where, yes, fuel for your car is fairly expensive and parking can parking a car can be extremely expensive and um, difficult to find a spot especially if you're in a place you know a big city like Tokyo Osaka uh, even places like Sapporo and Fukuoka you know which are kind of the second tier you know below Osaka and Tokyo kind of the still big cities but not not the you know enormous mega cities but yeah Sapporo Fukuoka even here Sendai where I live it can be a pain to find parking for your bike sorry not for your bike bikes no problem parking for your car so the mama to your bike extremely useful if you have to use the train and you don't live right next to the station but is Japan really a great place to ride these bikes and honestly not really, uh, at least not in a lot of areas. Now, a big problem is bike lanes, or really the lack of bike lanes, I guess. Um, a lot of people will ride their bikes on sidewalks, which is actually a traffic offense. Unless you are a little kid, you know, you're like elementary school age, uh, probably. I think it's, I think it's through elementary school. Um, it's okay, like elementary school kids. They can ride their bikes on the sidewalk and it's not a problem. Once you're older than that, technically, you're supposed to ride on the street with the cars. Um, not a lot of people do it, but they should. Um, yeah, and even if you're, you know, even if it weren't, you know, a traffic violation, it's just a general nuisance to everyone who's trying to, you know, walk on the sidewalk or the pavement or whatever you want to call it. Now, a lot of areas in suburban Tokyo or suburban Sendai, um, sure, Mamachari probably okay for you know your simple trips to the supermarket, right? You just go to the supermarket, buy the day or a couple days worth of food, put it in your basket, ride home, no problem. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess there is something to the idea of safety in numbers, especially in the big cities. So in the areas around the train stations, you know, you will see you know, literally hundreds of people commuting on their bikes in the mornings and evenings. So, you know, cars are at least more aware of people on bicycles. But I mean, still more dedicated bike lanes that 
drivers actually, you know, stayed out of, that would be something that, you know, would make it more safe to uh, ride your bikes. But I mean, there just aren't a lot of bike lanes. And honestly, a lot of places that have bike lanes, drivers and their cars will just stop in them to, you know, make deliveries, pick someone up or whatever, just to stop use their phone. So it's, it's a pain. I mean, honestly, Japan is not a great place for bicycle commuting, even though it is very common. Um, but so that's, that's, you know, your mama child is that's your, just your everyday going shopping, riding, you know, the two kilometers or whatever up, you know, uh, upwards of five kilometers. I think that's probably about your limit on a mama chari. What, so what about other kinds of bikes? Um, you know, things that count as cycling to a cyclist, you know, mountain bikes, road bikes, even BMX to us, I guess, you know, that, that kind of bike. Now, as someone who has tried, you know, a lot of different types of cycling and I, you know, I own a whole bunch of bikes of various type. Um, I can say with confidence that it's kind of a mixed bag. You know, I know not a great answer, but, uh, you know, sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not, which I know I'm basically saying nothing. So let's start off though with mountain biking and BMX. Now I know these are two very just diamet. Nah, they're not diametrically opposed. I guess that'd be, that'd be a BMX and road, roadies, I guess, but, um, BMX and mountain biking, you know, they're, they're pretty different types of cycling, but one big thing that they have in common is that to really do them properly, you kind of need dedicated courses. And there are very, very few dedicated bike courses for either mountain bike or, or uh, BMX in Japan. Now, if you happen to live near one of these few dedicated BMX courses or mountain bike runs, all I can say is you are lucky. You know, I wish I lived anywhere near a dedicated mountain bike course. Uh, as it is, I have to just ride on what I can find. You know, there's a, there are a lot of dirt roads, right? Um, kind of service roads out in the mountains, in the woods. But a lot of these places also have fences and gates on some of these roads. And you know, a lot of times these mountain roads are actually cutting through private property. And Japan does not have laws allowing just anyone to pass through so long as they do no damage or whatever, right? So that means that there's a lot of trial and error until you can figure out which roads are passable on a mountain bike or not. Um, and, you know, a lot of the same stuff applies to gravel bikes and cyclocross bikes, if you know what those are, you know, these things they use off off road um cycling of any sort you know it, there's a lot of time you'll you'll go down a you'll go try out a road and find out oh can't go that way there is a gate you know a kilometer up the road or or you know this this road just kind of goes into the mountains and disappears and there's no more road um you know so the, it, it's a lot of trial and error to figure that out now, if you're a road cyclist, things are pretty different. Um, and here is where I think Japan really is a great place for cycling. Now, there are so many road cycling events all over the country. Um, and of course, there are races, but there, there are more than just races. There are a lot of events where time isn't the point, right? You, you ride for a while, you stop, 
you eat some local delicacy, you know, eat the local specialty food and get back on your bike, ride for another hour or whatever, get some more food and you, you know, rinse and repeat until you reach the goal basically. And these are the events that I love, right? I did a couple of them last year. Uh, one in Yamagata, the next the next prefecture over the mountains, and one that started in Miyagi, and we rode up over the mountain and crossed into Yamagata and came back. Like I say, these are the events that I love. Um, everyone's friendly. It's not a race. You know, there's no pressure. You can just stop and talk to the other cyclists. You can you know, sit down, eat some delicious food together. Those are a lot of fun. Um, and there are a lot of those in Japan, and I love that. And while I do enjoy, you know, I, I do enjoy, I do enjoy, there we go. I do enjoy doing these rides, you know, a few times a year, um, you know, upwards of maybe four or five times a year at the most. The majority of my riding is solo, right? I, you know, I just hop on the bike, you know, I set out at dawn, try to get 100, 150 kilometers or whatever in, um, you know, ride out to places that I've, you know, I've, I've booked, I've, you know, dropped a, uh, a pin on Google Maps or whatever, you know, something that looks interesting, somewhere I want to go on my bike. You know, I ride, you know, as much as I can on two lane highways and roads that cut across rural Japan. You know, I always do my best to stay off the busiest of roads. Um, and, you know, which is good, you know, as far as safety, you know, I don't have to worry about as many cars, but that does mean that, you know, I have to do a lot more climbing up, you know, steep hills than if I were, you know, just riding on the main highways. And because, you know, the highways, that's not great for obvious reasons. However, generally speaking, in my experience, you know, these, you know, the, these are my caveats. You know, this is just my personal opinion. It's not based on any sort of empirical data or anything. Just what I've experienced. Japanese drivers tend, I think, tend to be a lot better about giving cyclists their space than drivers in the U.S., right? I don't generally feel in danger when I have to ride on a moderately busy road. Now, of course, I have a lot of experience riding bikes. Um, I know how to keep myself safe, you know, be a assertive rider, not aggressive, but assertive, you know, all that stuff, yada, 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 whatever. So, I guess what I'm saying, if you are experienced as a cyclist, you know, if you know how to deal with with cars, it's a relatively safe-ish place to ride, I guess. You know, and of course, there are areas with cycling roads. Um, a lot of the, a lot of times it's along a river. Um, most of the big rivers in Japan will have some sort of a, a, they're not technically bike paths, but they get used as bike paths, you know, so you have a nice, long, you know, well-maintained road that is closed to cars most of the time. And you can just ride on these, you know, along all the big rivers. I did it all the time when I lived in, in, in Saitama near Tokyo, you know, ride one river, you know, where the river, the tributary flows into the main river, you know, you just keep going and go all the way down to Tokyo Disney, which I did a bunch of times. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the, the, those are great for riding if you, especially if you like flat riding. Um, and then there's the places like the Shinanami road, which connects 
two of the major Japanese islands. There's this long stretch of dedicated cycling paths going over all these bridges from, you know, all the islands in between the two big islands. And the Shinanami River, uh, river, not river, Shinanami Road, is something of a pilgrimage for Japanese cyclists. Um, something that, you know, I hope to ride at some point, but I'm not, you know, it's not something that I'm banging down the door trying to do. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it seems like a very nice ride. But generally, the places that I want to go, not so many cycling paths, which, yeah. And so this leaves us with one last thing that we need to talk about when it comes to riding the bike in Japan is, is Japan bike friendly or not? And um, this last thing, this last point kind of, I think, leans towards the Japan being cycling unfriendly, uh, if we're being perfectly honest. And that is transporting your bicycle. Now, in a lot of countries, there are spots on the trains for bicycles. There are bike racks on buses and whatnot. So, you know, you can just hop on public transportation with your bike as it is, right? You just on a train, just roll your bike in. There's a spot to put your bike, you know, put it on the bike rack on the bus and hop on the bus just as it is, right? Even in Chicago, right, the area where I'm from, Chicago in this one area is a lot more bicycle-friendly than Japan, right? There are quite a few bike-friendly trains and buses in Chicago. Not all of them, but, you know, quite a few. But here in Japan, that kind of stuff is almost non-existent. So if you want to bring your bicycle onto a train in Japan, it must be in a bicycle carrier of some sort, either a hard case or I mean, a bag type is fine too. It's what I have. I've got a bag. But that generally means you have to take the wheels off of your bike. And so you have to you know, do your best to make sure that the chain and the gears and yada, yada, they don't scratch each other. You don't get scratches all over from lugging your bike awkwardly through the train station, up and down stairs. And I've done it a lot of times. And it is a huge pain. Um, you know, I I think there are times and places where, yes, of course, hauling your bicycle onto the train is inappropriate, right? The Yamanote line, the, the, the big uh, loop line in Tokyo. In rush hour? Yeah, no, 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 don't, no, that's, no. Don't try to get on with your bike. That's, no, that's not a bad, that's a bad idea. But, I mean, so often when you're taking the train through rural Tohoku up where I live or Hokkaido out in the middle of nowhere, it's like you and, what, three other people on the train? It would have been so much easier if there were, you know, just a place to roll your bike onto the train, all the parts in place, no disassembly required, no bag, nothing like that. It, but you can't do that in Japan, unfortunately. Even on these rural, low, uh, low passenger count trains. So that is definitely one thing you should consider if you ever plan to do any cycle tourism in Japan. You need a bike carrier, bike bag, whatever of some sort. So. Yeah, I'd say overall, it's kind of a push on whether or not Japan is a great place for people who love bicycles. Um, 
like I say, if you happen to live near a mountain bike uh, trail or a BMX course or whatever, or if you're into road cycling, those areas, great. You know, Japan's good for that. A lot of other stuff, though, just not all that bicycle friendly, to be perfectly honest. You know, and I, I also realized, I'm just thinking about this now, I forgot to mention folding bicycles because that's actually kind of a big thing here. But I don't really know much about them. Um, so I'm going to kind of just leave that off. You can look that up on your own. It's a thing. But we're just going to leave it here for today. So please remember to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever it is that you cast your pods. Um, the podcast is, of course, on most of the major platforms, if not all. Just look for it. You'll probably find it. Um, you can like the podcast uh, Twitter feed. Um, you can find it at Just Another Cast. Uh, you can also email the show at justanotherjerkpodcast at gmail.com. I know that's the old podcast name. It's changed, but, you know, what can you do? Um, let me set up a new email account. That's what you can do. I'll do it someday, but no one ever sends me an email, so what does it matter? You know, who knows? Maybe someone will send me an email somewhere. Um, yeah, and you can also find all the information for, you know, that I just mentioned on the website, which is tinyurl.com slash jerkpod. Again, the old name, but, you know, find it. And that is all for me. I'm Jonathan Isaacson, and I'm out. Peace.